Old and one from the New Testament. And our Old Testament reading is from Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 to 15. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. And our second reading is from John chapter 8, verses 48 to 59. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I'm not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honour my father and you dishonour me. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I will be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, they said to him. And you have seen Abraham. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Good evening, everyone. My name's Jason. If you're here for the first time or after a while away, I want to say welcome. Great to see you here. From all of us, I want to say, yeah, great to be here. And we've got um, 
uh, supper out here after hours later, so please hang around, grab some food, and I'd love to chat more and get to know you um, as we spend this time. Now, we're going through this book called John, a book in the Bible, and there's these lines that Jesus says, I am, and it tells us bits about who he is. I am this, I am that. And so we're, we're going to look at this passage this week, John 8, I am, and just work out, yeah, who is this Jesus that we're singing about here? So let's call out to God that he works in our hearts tonight and shows us Jesus deeper. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we can be here. We thank you that we can have your word read out to us and you can show us who Jesus is, Lord. And we pray that you will so stir in our hearts tonight, Lord, that we'll be amazed at Jesus, that we'll adore him more, that we'll bring the honour that's deserved to him, Lord. So we pray, yeah, work mightily amongst us. And Lord, for people who have hard things happen today. We just pray for your care for them. Pray, Lord, that you carry them, bring comfort. For people who had awesome days, may we rejoice all together. We thank you for your goodness to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, which is the greatest? Which is greater? So there's all these different things, you know, Star Trek or Star Wars. Now, some people have big thoughts about these things, Star Trek, Star Wars, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. I know there's people with strong feelings. There's people with feelings about these ones here. What about Ronaldo or Messi? Who's better out of these two? Smith, Coley, some other thoughts. Who is greater? What about um, Gomez or Kendall, Android or iPhone? Which one's better? Maybe you've got preferences in these. Which one's greater than the other? YouTube or TikTok? Maybe these you'll see the generation it is, like depending on what people say here. Online or in store? Um, chocolate or chips? I just say let's go with both of those. No great, I just good. Da Vinci or Michelangelo? Maybe some of you've got some thoughts in the arts, and this is better than that. Which is better? Now, for a lot of these topics, this is it doesn't really matter for everyday life, does it? Like which one's better out of those two? Which one's greater? But for some other decisions, it makes a big impact. It does shape everything that goes on. They shape the direction of our lives. You know, people think this thing's greater, this is better. I'm going to build my life on top of this. I'm going to build my life on it. You know, so people choose all different things. You know, security, money, being interesting, fun, being comfortable. And... There's all different people, and people choose different things. I'm going to build my life on this thing because I think this is greater, this is better than everything else. And tonight for us, we're in church, right, we're, and we are read this passage about Jesus, and we want to ask, who is Jesus and is he greater? So who is Jesus and is he greater? Well, these I am sayings have been good in January. I am, Jesus says, he's the light of the world, the bread of life, the good shepherd. I am the vine, he says. And this this is a great way to start a year. Start the year just looking at Jesus. Start our year like focus in on this is the one we follow. This is what he's like. And as as a big group, just looking to him in January January, as we go about uh, 2020. Now in this uh, passage that was read, they've got different thoughts about Jesus, the people around. They're not all heaps keen about Jesus. They're not like, you know, love bomb Jesus like we, he's awesome. Some of them are not really keen. You know, they're talking about, you know, who are these people, you know, children of who? Children of God, children of the devil. And um, 
And the people there, they're not happy with Jesus. To be honest, they think he's crazy. You know, they think he's crazy. They think he's demon-possessed. You know, and some... We've sort of got this phrase in Australia as well. It's like, you know, when there's kids who are totally nuts, like these kids are nuts, like, man, these kids, you know, they've got the devil in them, they are crazy. And I'm not talking about my kids, but um, people, like, they're looking at me, these, these guys are crazy. And, you know, the people in that time, they're looking at Jesus and thinking, Jesus is crazy. He's demon-possessed as they look at him. And that's where it starts in verse 48 here. So verse 48, it says, The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? They're saying this straight to Jesus, this group of Jewish people. And this is a big smackdown, isn't it? Because the Jews hated the Samaritans. They saw them as wayward outsiders. And they see Jesus as this wayward, you know, demon guy with evil ideas this is what they think about Jesus and Jesus picks up this you know demon criticism verse 49 he says I'm not possessed by a demon said Jesus but I honor my father so how do they go together I'm not demon possessed I honor my father well how it works is you know if you're living for God and honoring him you're his person. You don't have the devil in you. Like, and this is what he's trying to say. He's God's son. He's honoring God. And Jesus declares, verse 51, whoever obeys my word and like what he teaches will never see death. And they've got a problem with this thing as well. And uh, this is a pointer, of course, to Jesus rising from the dead and giving new life. You know, I am the resurrection and the life. And he says that, you know, those who obey me will never see death those who trust Jesus obey him live for him won't die but have eternal life you know these this crew listen here they do not obey Jesus they're not happy with Jesus they don't care about Jesus and they're actually attacking him so these people you know they don't honor him you know in our day too how many times on a tv uh interview or a conversation you'll see people talking and the way they talk about Jesus the way they're sort of embarrassed, the way they laugh. You think, yeah, they don't respect Jesus. They don't listen to him. And like, so it's not new. This happened in Jesus' time. They didn't respect Jesus, listen to him, and they dishonor him. And they have more problems. They say they want to attack things that Jesus says. Verse 52. Your people will never face death, but what about Abraham? Abraham died and the prophets. So Jesus is talking to them about who he is, and they're picking it up. It's like, verse 53, are you greater than our father Abraham, they ask him. He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Who do you think, you know, Abraham, this is famous leader of our people, of our race, and we love him, and he's awesome. Who do you think, are you saying that you are better than Abraham. This is what their question is. Are you better than Abraham? And it's like they're saying, you know, you think too highly of yourself. And Jesus wants them to know that there's someone that thinks highly of him. Verse 54, it says, the Father glorifies me. The Father thinks highly of me, is what Jesus wants to tell them. And that's interesting, isn't it? Glorified. When's Jesus glorified? In the Gospels, well, Jesus is glorified 
as it says in John 3:14, when he's lifted up on the cross, when we see the love and the faithfulness of God shown at the cross and all that he's done. And that day will show the greatness of Jesus. Then in verse 56, Jesus says, Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Now for the Jews, like, listen, they're like, what? He's going, what are you talking about? Again, you know, the, what's the day anyway? Well, the day, he spoke about the day when the Messiah is going to come, the promised rescuer, when he comes. And so Jesus is telling them, you know, Abraham looked forward to the coming of the rescuer and he was happy about that. And he's excited about that. Now the Jews, they're like losing it at this point. They, they, just, they just lost it. Verse 47, You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham. They're saying to him, So you, you've met Abraham. It's like, you're that old, are you? Like you, you know, all, these, all this time passed. You're that old. They're saying, you haven't met Abraham. How can you say these things? In verse 58, Jesus replies, and this is, like, this is the climax, this is where everything's building up to. They're, they're like confused about who Jesus is, and he's telling this bit and that bit, and they're just going like, to clarify it all here. Verse 58, he says, very, very truly, I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. Before Abraham was born, I am. Now, Jesus makes a statement that God made in the book of Exodus. Now, in the book of Exodus, this was like, this was like the big reveal, wasn't it? Like where God shows who he is. Like he, he tells them what his name is and what his name is, I am. It's like, what? It's like, I am what? No, I am. Because what he's saying is, I am, I exist. I am real. I am present. Like he existed before. He exists like then at the time. He exists in the future. He is present. He's unique. This is the name of God and God's special name. So it's back in Exodus, so long before. And then Jesus used the same line for himself. Before Abraham was born, I am. So Jesus is saying that he existed before Abraham was born. Like he pre-existed. He was alive then. Now this is radical. This is, this is so radical. This is like blow their minds back then. Because more than just saying like he exists in his presence, he's saying he's actually God himself. Like this is the unique name for God, and he's taking that unique name onto himself, and he's saying like he is the great I am. He is the one who exists for all time. He is God in person. So Jesus is not just you know the promised Messiah, the great rescuer who will die on the cross. He is the great I am. He is God himself. Now, through the book of John, we see Jesus did God actions. He did God things. You know, he had control over nature, walking on water. He controlled over sickness, healing people. He controlled over death, like when he raised Lazarus to life. And then he does things that only God can do, like he forgives sin. Sin is against God. Only God can forgive like the sins against God and so all these these things are pointing it's like he does the things only God does Jesus is the great I am there's this phrase you know if it looks like a duck 
swims like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it probably is a duck. Yeah, that's right, you know. Let's look, look at this idea about with Jesus. Jesus, he looks like God. He does what God does. He says the things that God says. He does miraculous things only God himself can do. He proclaims that he is God and he is God. You know, he looks like God. He acts like God. He speaks like God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God himself. He's the great I am. Jesus is all-knowing, almighty, the all-powerful one. You know, he's, he's the alpha. He's the reigning king. He's far beyond us. He's above us. He's between us. He is the great I am. He's the life giver, the life creator. He is life. He's life itself, the resurrection and the life. You know, he's the shepherd. He's a servant king. He's the light in the darkness, the light of hope. He's the great I am. Jesus is God. You know, he's the Lord of love and compassion. He's constant and fair. He provides and cares. He's the great I am. He's close and he is near, he's involved and he's present, he's able and he's willing, he's the sacrificing saviour, you know, he is God, the great I am. You know, praise this Jesus. I just said a few things about how impressive Jesus is, just, just a few things in that list. It's like, praise him, praise Jesus, the great I am. You know, if, you, if you're a person who follows Jesus, and you adore him and you're impressed by him. Like, this is a great encouragement for us, right? Like, think about those things about this impressive Jesus. But not everyone thinks this way, like in Jesus' day. Before they thought he was crazy, like the people, didn't they? Now they think he's falsely claiming to be God. And verse 59, it says, you know, after he said, I am, they picked up stones to stone him. And this is what they'll do. Someone blasphemes if they claim to be God. You know, it's like, that's not right. So they want to stop him. So instead of, hey, look, here's the Messiah, here's the I am, here's God, he's my creator, they, they want to kill Jesus. But Jesus slips away. And he does this mini miracle uh, in this section. Because, like we know in the book of John, Jesus will choose the hour when he's captured and will die, doesn't he? He chooses it. He chooses when he will be taken and die on the cross as the Messiah, the promised rescuer and God. He would choose that time, won't he? And so he slips away. He is the great I am and he's the one to be honoured. Now we see uh, Thomas honours Jesus, doesn't he? John 20, verse 26 to 28. You know that... Jesus risen from the dead, like the other disciples see him, but like Tom's not there. Uh, Thomas, Tom, yeah, Thomas is not there. And so, yeah, this is going to explain what happens after that. Verse 26. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas responds with these special words. He responds with these words, verse 28, My Lord and my God. He's speaking about who 
Jesus is. Like he's seen someone take on death and he's alive again. Like Jesus is risen before his eyes. And he says, yes, you are the Lord. You are, you know, Lord over death and you are God because you are so powerful and mighty. And he's like describing who Jesus is. But it's more than that as well. He's making it personal. He makes it personal because he says, my Lord, my God. Like, and he just honors Jesus. Like, you are my Lord who I follow. You're my God who I live for. And he honored and respected the creator and savior of the world. You know, Thomas has got an awareness that God is above, you know, like he's below. Jesus up there, he's, he's below. You know, Jesus is king of the world, he's God, you know, and I'm going to say something like really obvious here, you know, I am not the king of the world, you know. If I was king of the world, you know, I'd make all you guys bald, so we like all just be the, like this bald community, like free and shiny all together, like this great bald community, that would be a good one. No, but I can tell that I'm not God because, you know, there's times where I get sick, and if I was God, I wouldn't be getting sick. I wouldn't get tired, I wouldn't get worn out. It's clear I'm not God. We, you know, all of us here, we're not God, are we? We're not the king of the world. You know, so life's not about lifting ourselves up, lifting ourselves up and trying to pretend that we are gods ourselves because we're not gods ourselves. We don't try and pretend we're gods because we know there is a God. We know there is a God and he is greater and he's impressive, and he's wonderful, and he's far above us and beyond us, and it is Jesus, the great I am. And so we want to bring honor to his name. In Indonesia, this idea of honor, it's really big. So in the, in the community where we lived, each of the families, it's really important like for the kids growing up, and you know, when they're young adults and they go out, that it's important that they bring honour to their family's name. Like in the things they do, the things they choose to do, you know, the way, the way where they work and the way they work, how they treat people, they're going to bring honour to their family name or dishonour to their family name. And so there's a lot of pressure on them. It's like, how are they going to live? Like, is, is this life going to show a respect for their parents and their family? Is it going to bring honour to their family. And for us, as we look at this passage and we see who Jesus is, he's far above, he's the Lord, he's the great I am. The challenge for us to bring honor to him, to do things that bring honor to his name. Because, you know, our life, your life, your life if you follow Jesus, your life can bring praise to Jesus, like and magnify, like Jesus is so impressive. He's like transformed my life and changed who I am, you know, and it's, your life can be like this great pointer, like to Jesus, like look at this life changed by Jesus that gives honor to Jesus' name. And, I, you know, I love like seeing you as you, you follow after Jesus. You know, I love... Yeah, seeing like words that you say to each other. You know, we're not perfect 100% of the time, are we? But I love, yeah, seeing the hearts of people here. You know, like the band here, you know, they get here at three in the afternoon to prep for the, the five o'clock service. And he's like, man, they, that crew, you know, like the, on the sound and the visuals, they're like here to bless, they're here to honor Jesus with how they serve 
and how they love the people around. And you've you got people out here cooking food for the five o'clock service and people around there mingling and welcoming. And, you know, I, I yeah, hear you guys talking. It's like you're praying for your family and you're praying for this friend and you, you're bringing honour to Jesus. I, I want to say, great, great job. And like this last week, you know, that had the kids camp, like, which was massive, and, and then the LIT as well at the same time, that training. And you're, like, you're giving your time like, to love and support those kids and see them grow, you know, closer to Jesus. And in that way, honouring the great I am in your life and the way you serve. Praise the Lord for all you guys and the way you serve each other and serve in this community, and pray for each other, and walk together. It's great. Look, God works His Spirit in our lives, so that we can bring honour, so we can magnify the greatness of Jesus in our community. So as we do this, like, this is where we want to be, but times that's not where we are, is it? Like Some days we've got these things that honour Jesus, some days, like on the same day, in the same hour, it can be. We can also dishonor Jesus. And the things that we can do that don't show that respect, that we're living for him. And maybe it's, there's things that have crept into your life over time. Just slowly, you know, these things that creep in, you know, it's selfishness or complaining or bitterness. They just sort of like grow up in you. They grow up in me. And we're just challenged in this passage. You know, those people back then, they didn't honour Jesus, they didn't obey Jesus. And we're just challenged here, it's like, to have a new day and a new start to honour Jesus and seek him. And we want to do this, you know, in the big decisions and in the small decisions. You know, start of year, lots of decisions about setting up the weeks and how you're going to run things and everything. I encourage you as you... It's sort of sometimes easy in the big decisions to go, yeah, I want to live for Jesus. Where am I going to study? You know, I'm going to put a lot of time. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to pray with people. How can I honor Jesus in this? There's a lot of time in that. I mean, sometimes, you know, the smaller decisions, it's like we just get on and maybe not so careful. And so in big decisions and small ones, may God give us strength, you know, to bring honor to Jesus, the great I am. Living in a way that like, just points people to Jesus. So they see his greatness and his goodness. Now in this passage, the people missed who Jesus was. They thought he was demon-possessed. And they thought Abraham was greater than Jesus. That's what these people thought you know, in this passage. But Jesus existed before Abraham. He is the great I am. He is God himself. You know, those people did not honor Jesus. And the challenge to us this week is to say, Give honour to this Jesus. Now, as I end, I started off talking about, you know, which is greater, what is greater, this or that, this or that. And as we go through our lives, you want to keep remembering, you know, no one in the past is greater than Jesus. No person that lived, no person that wrote a book or a blog or a post somewhere is greater than Jesus. You know, no one will come along in the future and rise up and be better than Jesus because Jesus is the great I am. No one will come in the future to be better than him, you know, because Jesus is greater. He is better. He is the great I am. So I want to encourage you. You are following the right one. You are, you are following the right one. You are following the greatest. He's the great I am. So let's 
continue to stay connected to Jesus. Let's continue to honour him and give praise to him in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for Jesus. We thank you so much that he came and we got to see his greatness, Lord. We thank you that we see that at the cross, him dying and rising. Lord, we pray, God, that you'll strengthen us this year to bring great honour to your name, to bring praise and respect in the way we live, how we talk, what we think, our attitudes, our priorities. Lord, fill us with your spirit to honour you individually and as a big group. Yeah, strengthen us, God. And we pray, Father, that you'll give us great joy as we praise the great name of Jesus. Praise him who existed for all time, God himself. And we pray this in his name. Amen.